Esther chapter 7. Haman and the king have now come to the second banquet that Esther the queen has hosted. And the king said again to her on the second day, What is your petition, Queen Esther? It shall be granted you, and what is your request? Even to the half of the kingdom. Once again we see how much the king loves the queen. And once the Holy Spirit comes into our life and we begin to have knowledge of the power and the resources we have for emotional stability, once we put those into practice and we begin to feel so much better, our love and appreciation for the work of the Holy Spirit grows. So just remember that Ahasuerus represents the soul the mind, the will, and the emotion. And Esther represents the spirit who is controlled by the Holy Spirit. So we find a great, unbelievable love. And then Esther announced, If I have found favor in your sight, O king, and if it please you, let my life be given me at my petition and my people at my request. For we are sold, I and my people, to be destroyed to be slain and to perish. But if we'd been sold for bondmen and bondwomen, I would have held my tongue, although the enemy cannot countervail the king's damage. If we had been sold to be slaves, I would have kept quiet. But we have been commissioned to be annihilated, and I cannot watch this happen. And then the king answered and said, under Esther, who is he and where is he that did presume in his heart to do so? Isn't it amazing he didn't know who did this? And then Esther said, the adversary and the enemy is this wicked Haman. The adversary and the enemy of the human mind, will, emotion, and body is the flesh. The old sin nature is the biggest enemy we have. And again, I say this not to, to cause you to feel condemned and awful, but to realize that there's hope. We don't have to live a defeated life controlled by the old sin nature. When Christ is in our life, the Holy Spirit is there to give us His power. We can defeat the adversary and defeat the enemy. Then Haman was afraid before the king and the queen. I guess he was. And the king, arising from the banquet of wine in his wrath, went into the palace garden. I think that is a fabulous thought. He was filled with wrath. He did not act. He went into the garden. I was teaching this to a class of young couples and one of the men in the class spoke up and he said, I think that is very important that the king went into the garden when he was angry. And then this gentleman said, I think when we men get angry, or we women, we need to go into the garden before we verbalize what's going through our mind. And I just love that because we can't help but get angry about things but we don't have to act in anger. 
and I'm just going to say for the rest of my life, I need to go into the garden and take care of my responses to whatever the situation is. And then Haman stood up to make requests for his life to Esther, the queen, for he saw that there was evil determined against him by the king. So now we have Haman, who had ordered Esther to be killed, begging her for his life. Now, in those days, when they sat at a feast, they didn't have chairs like we had. They have, they have couches that they reclined on. And so when the king came in, into the place of the banquet, Haman had fallen upon the bed where Esther was. It was not a bed for sleeping. It was a bed that they reclined on to eat. It was like a, a, a day bed or a couch we might have in our bedroom. And then said the king, will he force the queen before me in this house? As the word went out of the king's mouth, they covered Haman's face. Here he is over her, begging her for his life. And the king comes in and says, what is he trying to do? Molest my wife in this room, in this presence, in this palace? And Harboni, one of the chamberlains, said before the king, Behold also the gallows fifty cubits high, which Haman had made for Mordecai, who had spoken good for the king, stands in the house of Haman. And then the king said, Hang him thereon. So they hanged Haman on the gallows that he had prepared for Mordecai. Then was the king's wrath pacified. What a story. Haman built it for Mordecai, and he was put to death on the gallows that he himself built. Now we'll continue into chapter 8 for a few verses. On that day did the king Ahasuerus give the house of Haman, the Jews' enemy, unto Esther the queen. And Mordecai came before the king, for Esther had told what he was under her. Now Esther tells the king that Mordecai was her adopted father. Remember, she was an orphan. Mordecai was her cousin. They were captured by Nebuchadnezzar brought to Babylon, Babylon. Now the Persians have conquered them, and they come under the control of the Persian king, Ahasuerus. Now, isn't it interesting that Haman has been hanged, but the house of Haman still exists? I reminded you in our last episode, Galatians says, I'm crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Not I, but I live by the power of the Spirit of God. So Haman's house is still alive. The king took off his ring, which he had taken from Haman, and gave it to Mordecai, and Esther set Mordecai over the house of Haman. Now, isn't that interesting? The Spirit is now in control of the flesh. And Esther spoke yet again before the king. She fell down at his feet and besought him with tears, 
to put away the mischief of Haman the Agagite and his device that he had devised against the Jews. Now remember the law still exists that all the Jews should be killed. And I want to compare that law with the law of sin and death, which is also found in the book of Galatians. The law of sin and death is you sin, you die. That law cannot be overcome. It is a law of God that exists throughout the world. If you sin, you will die. Death means separation. You will be separated from God throughout all eternity if you die with your sins not taken care of by the blood of Jesus Christ on the cross. And then the king held out the golden scepter toward Esther. And Esther arose and stood before the king. She said, if it pleased the king, if I found favor in his sight, we know she has by the way he adores her, and the things seem right before the king, and I be pleasing in his eyes, let it be written to reverse the letters devised by Haman, the son of Hamaditha, the Agagite, which he wrote to destroy the Jews, which are in all the king's provinces. For how can I endure to see the evil that should come unto my people? Or how can I endure to see the destruction of that, my kindred? And then King Ahasuerus said to Esther the queen and to Mordecai the Jew, Behold, I have given Esther the house of Haman, and him they have hanged upon the gallows, because he laid his hand upon the Jews. Write ye also for the Jews as it liketh you in the king's name, and seal it with the king's ring. For the writing which is written in the king's name, and sealed with the king's ring, may no man reverse. Then were the scribes called at this time, in the third month, that is the month of Savan, on the three and twentieth day, and it was written according to all that Mordecai commanded unto the Jews and to the lieutenants and the deputies and the rulers, which are in the provinces from India to Ethiopia. Every province was written according to their own language and to the Jews according to their writings and according to the language. And he wrote in the king Ahasuerus' name and sealed it with the king's ring and sent it by post on horseback and riders and mules and camels. In this document, the king granted the Jews, which were in every city, to gather themselves together and to stand for their life to destroy, to slay and to cause to perish all the power of the people and province that would assault them, both little ones and children, and to take the spoil of them for a prey. Upon one day in all the provinces of King Ahasuerus, the thirteenth day of the twelfth month, which is the month Adar, that's April, the copy of the writing for commandment to be given in every province was published unto all the people, and the Jews should be ready against that day to avenge themselves. Had they not had this permission from the king, and they resisted when they were to be slaughtered, it would have been an offense to the king, and they would have been killed anyway. 
So the posts that rode on the mules and the camels went out. They passed on the king's commandment, and the decree was given at Shushan the palace. And Mordecai went out from the presence of the king in royal apparel of blue and white and great crown of gold and a garment of fine linen, and to the city of Shushan rejoiced and was glad. The Jews had light and gladness and joy and honor. And that's what happens when you defeat the flesh and you live according to the Spirit. How fun it is to be a Christian controlled by the Spirit of God. You have light to see. You have joy to know that everything's going to be okay. And you have gladness in your heart because God is in control of your life. And you rejoice in the fact that you don't have to be filled with anxiety and be depressed and grieve over what's happening in the world. And in every province, in every city, the king's commandment and his decree came. The Jews had joy and gladness. They had a feast and a good day. And we conclude with this thought. Many of the people of the land became Jews, for the fear of the Jews fell upon them. When you live a life of victory, of rejoicing and of joy, people will be drawn to you. You know in your heart that you're different, but the people around you will see it and they will desire what you have. And I challenge you to live a life controlled by the Spirit of God, not the evil flesh of, of our nature. Not only will we benefit in our own personal life, but we will be a light to those around us who may be walking in darkness in total despair. Again, I thank you for listening. God bless you richly.